The following podcast is for mature audiences only. This show contains explicit language and graphic stories not suitable for children or people who get offended easily. Seriously, this is your chance to leave. And you might want to put some headphones on. For real. Listener discretion is advised. What is up, dummies? It is your boy, John. If you missed our announcement earlier and you're wondering, what the hell is this episode? Your boy and the daddy Patrick are taking an extended hiatus to recharge the proverbial batteries. But if you're not, we will be back. If you listened to last week's episode and that was kind of his backstory and his upbringing, we then continued on getting to know all the craziness that went down during the regime and the reign of terror of Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party. This is also a very rare instance when Patrick and I showed some sort of mental capacity, normally not found in our shows, not in our episodes whatsoever. Admittedly, this is one of our favorites to have ever recorded, so I hope you all get educated and entertained the same time. And please do make sure to support our very good friend Josh Shell from Let's Start a Cold Podcast for making this audio and this episode possible. Happy listening. Hi, Fred. My name is Josh Shell, host of the Let's Start a Cult podcast. The only podcaster who starts every episode with a meta intro because he's slowly running out of ways to introduce the podcast. Now, with that terribly sad intro out of the way, let me introduce to you my guests this episode. It's John and Patrick again. You know them. Dumbfound dead. Incredibly funny. Like a fifth of the guests I've had on this at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. How's it going? Yeah, good to uh, talk to again. you again after a few minutes. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> so long. You're breaking the illusion. It's been two weeks for everyone else. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, can can either of you sum up what we talked about last episode? Uh, this is a test, and if you fail, you don't get into art school. <laughs> well, that's a spoiler. That's one of the things we one talked about. One contributing factor. <laughs> to World War Two, and, and the other, True. yeah, and the and the other is uh, the terrible friend August and his sad ass viola, which we just learned is a giant violin, not a, a sad little tiny <laughs> violin. Yeah, I've pictured the thing Mr. Krabs has in those memes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was playing in my head. That's exactly that's what was funny. playing in my head. What else? He had a really traumatic childhood. His, yeah, his father was kind of a. Not great, not, not in a, a great sense. Father um, figure, true. Yeah, not a great father figure. And, and his... lost his mom, the only person he loved. Lost the only yep. person he loved. Damn, bonus points for Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that, and then he fucking stole my thunder like always. <laughs> Too slow. He's your, oh, he's you your August. Be, hey, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> fucking August, Patrick's your August. <laughs> he is. So when I end up taking over the world. You better say like, yeah, I, had, I saw that shit coming. Yeah, I will, start, bro. He, he's starting in the Philippines. I'm gonna, I'm, I am. I'm gonna message. I'm gonna message Josh and be like, I knew it. <laughs> Our savior's gone rogue. <laughs> I, you're just sitting there with your. I'm trying to think of a worse version of, like, you're playing your ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> Your your mandolin just <laughs> just saying I told you so. Uh, so yeah, you guys you guys hit on most of the the main topics. We talked about how Hitler became you know the leader of the Nazi Party. Uh, we'll go back over that a little bit in part two. We will be diving deeper into the Nazi Party. 
its history, how it functioned, what its ideologies were, and eventually its downfall. Have you guys had enough of Hitler, or are you interested in hearing about more? More! <laughs> but wait, there's more! But wait. <laughs> Thank God, because I don't have a backup plan. So. <laughs> we are a captive audience, so lay it on us. I've locked you guys down here in this dungeon, and we can't go anywhere. <laughs> we are trapped. <laughs> All right, we'll jump right into it then. When the Nazi party was founded in 1920, the world outside of Germany was increasingly moving towards socialism and communism. Only three years before the Imperial Romanov dynasty of Russia had been overthrown, first by the Provisional Government and then by the Bolshevik Party, which was led by Vladimir Lenin. These events would pave the way for the creation of the Soviet Union in 1922. So a little bit of that bonus, you get a little bit of the Soviet Union in this episode. (laughs) Uh, Throughout the early 1920s, the ideologies of the Soviet Union slowly spread across the region, including its neighboring Mongolia. Communism was also becoming quite popular in the European continent, with a number of uprisings in Germany. One of them managed to form the Bavarian Soviet Republic in 1919, although this was short-lived thanks to the country's parliamentary forces. This was the climate that the Nazi party found itself in when it was created only a year after the Bavarian Soviet Republic was decimated. It initially targeted the German working class, attempting to draw them away from communism and socialism towards anti-Semitic and anti-Marxist ideologies. Uh, So it sounds like, you know, another party in the States, not saying names. (laughs) Trump! (coughs) Oh, shit! Uh, But we will dive into that more in a bit. (laughs) Um, For the most part, they succeeded. At the time, the political climate in the country was extremely harsh and chaotic. Given the 1919 Treaty of Versailles and the terms that it imposed on Germany, which had been defeated in World War I, unfortunately, the Jews were blamed for this loss, with many Germans perceiving them to be traitors. Like Hitler, they believed that those of the Jewish race had been unpatriotic and unwilling to fight during the war, which led to Germany's defeat. So we talked about this last time where it was the, for some reason, the Jews were uh, blamed for everything, which is wild because like, why wouldn't they blame the people they were fighting? I don't understand. (laughs) Why could they be like, those damn Britons? Like like the rest of us. (laughs) Many of these Germans formed groups where they could meet and discuss a wide variety of topics with like-minded people. They were usually opposed to the newly founded Weimar Republic and the Treaty of Versailles, with their talks denouncing democracy, human rights, capitalism, socialism, and communism. (laughs) So they hate everything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least they universally hated everything. That's true. (laughs) Well, everything in Jews. They were like, we hate all these political things and Jews. Jews. (laughs) It's like they were, they were having a conversation. He's like, I hate banana bread. And he's just like, Oh, and And Jews. Jews. (laughs) It's like, it's always the end of the sentence. They have to add that in. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) crazy people. Fucking August. (laughs) Blame, blame August. It's August's fault. Um, Formed by a locksmith named Anton Drexler and the right-wing journalist, Carl Herrer. The Nazi party started out as one of these fringe groups. Hitler had originally been sent by his commanding officer to spy on its members. However, he found himself enamored with their ideologies instead. Before long, his fiery uh, oratory skills had drawn audiences in. So I think this is kind of a fascinating thing that he was actually sent in to like infiltrate the 
the group. And then he was like, I like what these guys are saying. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, damn, motherfucker spinning. <laughs> what? what was that? What was that you said about the Jews? You know what? You might be on to something. <laughs> Taking notes. Yeah. All right. He's like, you know what, Captain? I, I don't know if they're that bad. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, yeah. So clearly, he just he just gets roped into it, and uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's kind of wild. It, it's it's interesting to imagine if he didn't get sent in there, what would have happened? Like, <laughs> would there I mean, be nothing. another Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> like, so many things had to go wrong for Hitler to become a household name. You know what That's I mean? True. Like, it's crazy. It just lined up so perfectly. So perfectly. <laughs> According to the historian and scholar Louis L. Snyder, quote, Hitler was impressed with Drexler's ideas. He agreed wholeheartedly with the concept that there existed a diabolical Jewish capitalistic Masonic conspiracy, which had to be counteracted. He believed that Drexler was right. On the one hand, there were the innocent German workers, farmers, and soldiers. On the other hand, there was a common enemy, the capitalistic Jew. From this germ came the essence of Hitler's Nazism, end quote. With Hitler's passionate speeches appealing to a wider base, membership of, in the Nazi party skyrocketed, and it turned into an actual movement, one that sought the unification of the entire German Volk or race. More than that, though, they believed that as the Aryan master race, they were doomed to be locked into an eternal racial struggle against those of inferior races, including the Jews. For them, this conflict would only end if the German Volk united in complete subservience to the state. So. Now they're including other races. Uh, <laughs> this is the first time I've noticed it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. As as a white person, um, I don't think white people are superior, uh, and it's quite obvious with what I see online. <laughs> I mean, a lot of your obsession with mayonnaise is a lot to be desired. So. <laughs> I I would say that's a weakness. Love mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. I fucking knew it. <laughs> but my girlfriend hates it. I uh, see it counteracts, which, so. which is wild. Yeah, I, I I have never met a white person who doesn't like mayonnaise except for my girlfriend. It's crazy. Like I don't understand. So you think mayonnaise is our downfall? Then that's our weakness. That and spicy foods, sp- kind of. Ooh. That is true. That's true. <laughs> what we call spicy, like, like I'm at Boston Pizza and they're they they got the spicy meter. It's like it's like a one, and I'm like, that's too spicy. <laughs> and that's Boston Pizza. Oh my it's, god, it's white spicy. <laughs> this avocado is spicy. <laughs> Ooh, is there some pepper in that? <laughs> Just salt, please. <laughs> Oh, I'm dying. I like to live life dangerously. (laughs) Honey, get the minivan. (laughs) Shit. That's funny. It's always fun making fun of white people. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I think it's the only race you can make fun of. Everyone's like, yeah, that's okay. Because, (laughs) because Because the rest of us, have a designated month celebrating us, so you guys That's don't. That's true. Can I, I think there would be questions if we started celebrating yeah, exactly. ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, like how, it's like how November is men's month, or there's men's uh-huh. day in, in November, but we brand the whole month as like 
oh, it's for prostate. Like, like we have to brand it that way. We can't brand yeah, it because, it because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't go over well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which but is we, fair. <laughs> Which is but fair. But we say prostate, you know. Well, let this let this month of November be rebranded <laughs> as a reminder to get your ass checked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a, to get fingers. <laughs> to get fingers up your ass. Yeah. No, no, no lube. Just mayonnaise. Don't forget to tip your doctor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's what are we talking uh, about again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious though. When when is when is your month? I actually don't know when Asian uh, like is it Asian month or what? What do we go by? It's like Asian Pacific Islander. Like we, I think we're all. I don't even know. Bottled up together. I don't. It's like yeah, we're bottled up together. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> it's. I don't know. We got fucked by Spain so many times that it doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, are we even Asian anymore? Yeah, we're even Asian. I think like, we're more Spanish. <laughs> oh god, <Yeah. laughs> that's way worse. <laughs> I always think we don't even like, have uh, how the Philippines is like. You know, we're we're not really Asian. Asian, like when people think of Asian, it's like you know, like Chinese, Koreans, Japanese, Japanese Chinese, Chinese, yeah, right. And then like Filipinos, I we're just like I don't know. <laughs> The Mexico of Asia, like, I guess. Are we? Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, exactly. We're the Mexico oh, of Asia. No. It's like it's, crazy. it's like you're brown enough to like be Asian, but I mean, like Indians, like Indians, like people forget that Indians are Asians, right? And it's like, yeah, that's yeah, we true. Just, we just we just get lumped in. Like, yeah, what Filipinos? What, f- are- what is with that? <laughs> Can we talk yeah, about that? Like, we on, all just forget <laughs> that Indians are just eight, like they're Asian. <laughs> they're straight up Asian, they kinda, but, but they no get their one, own class. They're yeah, like, they get they, Indian. No, that's Indian. Yeah, yeah. not <laughs> exactly. And it's fuck? like we're like we're like the same thing in the Philippines. It's just like not in a larger scale like India, but yeah. Well, I mean, you're not like a billion and a half people, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's true. But they're just like, uh, yeah, they're Filipinos. What is that? What continent? <laughs> what continent like, is that a part know. of? <laughs> I mean, if they're not in Crazy Rich Asian, that I means yeah. they don't exist. <laughs> oh man, that got off topic wildly oh, fast. <laughs> we are great at that. <laughs> but that's all we got is banter. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually I was going to go off on a rant anyway, so this, this is perfect. Um, so, so much like cults, the Nazis demanded an all or nothing mentality where they led people to believe that they are their saviors and the superior beings. And that only by joining them, will you be victorious? Usually it's more of a religious reason for people to join like a group or cult or something like that. Uh, but this, in this case, it, the motivation is race and nationalism, which I find kind of interesting. So not a Jesus figure, but a, uh, I don't know, a country fi- Like it's just your country. You're pa- kind of patriotic, for, right? Patriotic with, with <laughs> my air quotes. Marks. Yeah. 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 Pa- Nationalism Ooh. is a better term for it, I think. Um, Trumpies. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. I need to drink more oh, water. The, the comparisons get even crazier and we will go into that. Like, uh, <laughs> just, yeah. Um, among the men whom Hitler spurred to joining the Nazi party was one of his commanding officers, Captain Ernst Rahm. He proved to be instrumental in growing the organization as he had access to money that they had used to publish their propaganda and advertise their meetings. 
In February 1920, the Nazi Party published its first program, in which they outlined the refusal to accept the Treaty of Versailles. They also called for the reunification of the German people, which had been split up when Germany was forced to secede some of its territories following the First World War. So, so all that's like, all right, you know what? Fair. They were pretty harsh on you guys. Take, take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, yeah, take back like, what's yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, the Allied powers, uh, were they the Allied powers at the time? The Whatever. You know, America, the, the British uh, Empire, they were pretty harsh on Germany, which definitely created all this resentment. And there is something to be said, like, for us to take the blame on it is like, Fair. And I say us, like I wasn't obviously there. <laughs> um, but like us as nations should have understood that this would push them to radicalize further. But they were just, you know, pissed off and wanted recompense for, for a war that killed millions, which is fair as well. But, you know, two, ki- it- two sides to the coin. Two yeah. sides to the coin, you know what I mean? Right. So all that was fine. But the program also highlighted the organization's beliefs regarding nationalism. In particular, they advocated for equal rights to be granted only to German citizens or those who could prove that they had German blood. The Jews, foreigners, and other undesirable races were to lose their citizenship rights while immigration of non-Germans was to be halted. Now, John and Patrick, I have no idea where you stand politically. (laughs) I'm a Canadian, so correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, does not every single thing I've said so far remind you of the, the mega right and the QAnon assholes? <laughs> That's so crazy how how much it aligned. It, it's crazy, yeah, and, and it's because we're undesirable. So it's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not American. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Jewish conspiracies, nationalism, undesirable races, targeting the working class, concentration camps, like it's all there. And uh, like you can say that these people are responsible for their beliefs, but if you're being force fed beliefs from every single angle, friends, families, like social media, uh, advertising, TV, like if that's constantly all you're getting then of course you're going to start believing in this shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. And it's that that kind of thing where it's like, <clears throat> you can't blame the victims of the cult, but you can absolutely blame the fucking people that start it and, and run it. Oh, exactly. And it's like a whole ass indoctrination process, you know, like people yep. were just force fed this idea and it's their way or nobody's, nobody's way. way. Yep. You know? Yeah. And they wouldn't, but then they wouldn't budge at all. And then like to like almost the end of their term, they incited shit because the, the decision you know, they couldn't handle the, the decision that was made by the people, which is insane. Yeah. And I, I can guarantee you that. Well, and actually, I think we talk about a bit more in a few paragraphs from now that the Nazis do the exact same thing where they incite violence and stuff like that to other political parties to get their way, basically. And right. I mean, luckily... America had a lot of <laughs> safeguards, which thank God there were so many because it wasn't far off from me being like, I don't know, maybe we should build the wall. Like, <laughs> and pay for it to that point. <laughs> but yeah, that is so crazy that how, how much it aligns to what the Nazi party really believe in. The whole immigration thing and pulling people's citizenship. I don't know about, I don't know if that's, 
possible here <laughs> to just well, pull people's citizenship? I don't know because in some regards, that's kind of what they're doing to the Mexican citizens. I don't mean I and I don't mean to get too political, even though this is a political party. But in some ways, that's kind of what they're doing to Mexican people who are living here, right? They're putting them in concentration camps or or oh, that want to come over, yeah. and declare. Uh, what is it? Is it like a asy- uh, declare asylum? Asylum. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're not allowing people to declare asylum and just keeping them in these camps, mm-hmm. which I mean, I don't care how you feel about immigrants, but that's it's a concentration camp basically yeah. without the killing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's yeah. inhumane. Yeah. And actually, we talked about this in a previous episode that we had. And we were saying like because Patrick and I were, you know, his parents were immigrants. I'm an immigrant. And, you know, we, we understand that there is a law that pertaining to like mm. immigration and all that. And I understand, okay, there are rules to getting to here, but sometimes the, you just yeah, got to the remove, right way. Yeah. The right way. It took us like many years. Yeah. It took my parents like a, at least a decade to get to the U S but Jeez. when people are like trying to seek asylum, when they're trying to seek help because of the inhumane ways that they're being treated in their parts of the country. It's insane that you remove the human aspect of it and say like, hey, fuck your feelings, fuck your people, or fuck your situation. You can't come here. Like, we, we can't help you. That's inhumane right. as hell. That, that and when they separate kids, kids yeah. from exactly. their parents. That's, I, I think that's the, the worst part of it. To separate your families, it's just insane. It's insane to me. It's just a crazy it, idea to me. It is. And, and, then, and there's also this huge notion of like when kids end up going to the system okay their their lives become you know really messed up and then they end up Mm. they might end up in a life of crime and then they just keep blaming the people that are immigrants or coming here it's like oh your people or your type of people do these types of things like you guys are bad people but no it's like you put them in situations where they can't succeed at all yeah exactly and it's a huge drain on resources and tax money like you're better off either accepting these families in and like working through the process of getting them to be citizens Mm -hmm. or i and i don't understand why but if you're deporting like deporting the parents i would assume that they would prefer the kid like they should have the option to be like (laughs) i want the kids to come with me you know what i mean because because i can give a hundred percent those kids are better off being with the parents yeah for sure and and because since the parents made the decision for those kids, that they should ultimately be responsible for their children to go back if deportation was the main course of action. Like, I just think Absolutely. it's just ridiculous. Are you putting them in situations where they would end up with somebody else in a, in a foreign country, mm. that's, that's setting up a child like, for a not successful life. You're, and then you have citizens that hate the government. Oh, my God. I can't even. Uh, yeah. Because I lived in the Philippines, you know, and I know like, or John's lived in the Philippines too. It's, it's corrupt. It's, you know, mm. if you don't got money out there, you're probably not going to make it, you know, you're not going to make it yeah. very far. And when people say, oh, fuck the government, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, they're giving you unemployment. They're giving you aid. Yeah. They're giving you so much <laughs> things. If you are in the Philippines, bro, you got nothing. You got to, you got to go collect bottles and sell that <laughs> to eat for the next meal, you know? and I don't know. It's yeah. just crazy. And I find I find America and we're getting way off, but that's OK. <laughs> I, I enjoy this topic, but I find America's kind of in this weird middle ground of you guys have some government support systems. But for the most part, it's it's very capitalistic and you're on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
Canada isn't perfect. And I always like, preface <laughs> that because we do have our issues. Don't get me wrong. But we have a lot of social things that allow us to keep our heads above water, like the stimulus checks and stuff like that. And there's tons of European countries that were paying people's salaries in full for the whole pandemic. And those things just make life a lot easier and you don't have to worry about being homeless or you yeah, don't have yeah, to worry yeah. about going to school sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? It's those yeah. things that where in some cases the U.S. is definitely way better than, yeah, like you said, the Philippines in some regards. Yeah, but for sure. Compared to some other countries who have accepted socialism, which I'm not pushing socialism <laughs> entirely, but socialist services, you know what I mean? They're a little bit behind in some regards. Yeah. Oh, um, no, I feel I, it for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I, we shit on the U.S. a lot, but I loved it enough for <laughs> me to sign my life away at some point yeah. of my life. Yeah. But it, you're right. There, There's some things in the U.S. that that's lacking. There's a lot of people who, and this is going off a complete tan, um, tangent, but there's a lot of people We're who, already way who, off. <laughs> who, who, who supports pro-life. And, <laughs> and it's like, oh, the, right. the abortion shouldn't be uh, allowed, yada, yada. But then after the child is, is uh, you know, the child has been birthed, then what? They stop caring about that yeah. life afterwards. Like, the, there's no. Fuck you. I don't want to pay yeah, taxes. Yeah, like, I don't want to pay for <laughs> yeah. taxes. Exactly. I don't, I don't. Oh, you're getting welfare? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, and they the shit. People like, oh, wow, you're, you're getting welfare, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Exactly. They shit on the same people that they're saying that, hey. Have that baby. Should, have the, Yeah, have that baby. <laughs> yeah. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, you had a baby? You, you're you stupid. Like, you shouldn't have done that. Like, you can't even afford it. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just... <laughs> that is know. true. It's just, the hypo- it's just the hypocrisy of it. And then uh, w- along with that, like, they, they start the previous party, like, stop, try to fund Planned Parenthood, which people just saw, like, right. oh, this place is just nothing but straight up abortion clinic. But they don't know that it's a preventative medicine place or a place where they could be like oh yeah uh, i'm about to smash next weekend let me grab like 10 bags real quick just to make sure that no fucker will pay for my you know babies down the line type of shit but yeah they, they don't know how it works they don't, they don't see it like that they just see it as a waste of resource but they don't know that it's helping other people prevent these types of things you know it's it's yeah. just insane yeah it, it, it's a more they're more preventative and like abortion's been legal here for God, I don't even know. Most of my life, if not all of it, I can't remember. <laughs> but it's not like it's a thing where we just go, oh, I'm going to go get an abortion. Like, yeah. you said, like right? It's not like a thing, right? It's not. It's more of a, an educational tool as well as the preventative measure. Like it's a last case, like last ditch effort. If you have no other option or you're not ready and, and you accidentally, you know, everyone yeah. makes mistakes, everyone fucks up, yeah. whatever. Before that seed becomes more than it is, it's, it's, and I mean, <laughs> this is a tricky topic, but, uh, it shouldn't be, it yeah. should just be, you do whatever you want to your body. I mean, this is three men talking about abortion, which <laughs> is hilarious. It, it, it really is. But. Uh, but it's honestly do whatever the fuck you want. It's not my body. You know what I yeah. mean? For all, I think that the message that should be out there is that the resource should be available for those who needs that support or who needs that yeah. help. And the fact that that yep. was being taken away, that's the fucked up part about it. I agree 100%. Um, so to cap that all off, happy Women's Month. Happy, <laughs> happy Women's Month. Hey, there's a lot of strong queens out there. And I'm, I, my, yeah. my wife is as strong as hell. Like, she's the backbone of this household. I don't give a fuck. I have no pride saying that shit. I'm, I'm, I'm a sugar baby. Hey, hey, but did you get your PS5 yet? Hey, man, shut up. I ain't got my PS5. I haven't been, I haven't been acting. I guess he got his allowance yet. I know. I haven't been acting up right. 
Hey, he hasn't been uh, acting right. That's what you get, man. Hey, shout out to all the strong women out there, uh, man. Y'all are killing it. I mean, not like Hitler killing it, but like it's you guys are killing it. No, no. I'm so proud of you. So proud of everything y'all doing. I did not think we'd get to a woman's right on abortions in this Hitler episode. <laughs> But we did it. You never know what you're going to get from us. (laughs) Absolutely never know. Go check out the Dumb Fountain. Let's get back on track a little bit because I guarantee we'll get off track again uh, with everything that's coming up. So we were talking about the program that they they released, which, you know, promoted nationalism and anti-Jewish rhetoric and stuff like that. This controversial program became known as the 25 Points As harsh as its terms were, it appealed to the German working class, since it included measures that promoted the redistribution of income and war profits, as well as profit sharing in the country's primary industries. It also called for the nationalism of trusts, drastic increases in retirement pensions, and free education, all of which were initiatives that practically every German on the street supported. Now, these are socialist beliefs that people like to point to. However, I'd like to, you know, counterpoint it's nationalist socialism so none of the other races or jews are getting these benefits it's just the just germans. it's just the white germans yeah, so. yeah it's like you're invited to the party but you can't show up yeah well it's yeah like, it's like you're you're it's like the neighbor kids having a party and you just have to watch from your window from the outside, yeah, like, yeah. yeah but you can't pick the song or you can't dance either okay so just yeah just be there you're actually the caterer. So socialism, but not quite socialism, if you know what I mean. Within their ranks, the Nazi party sought to reflect the terms that they had made in the program. Aside from excluding membership to only those who could prove that they were pure Aryan descent, they also forbade party members to in- marry or engage in sexual relations with Jews. In April of 1920, the organization, which at the time was still going by the original name of the German Workers' Party, officially redefined itself as the Nationalist Socialist German Workers' Party, which we talked about last episode. We got that rebrand going. A-plus for marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Other important changes also took place, with Hitler becoming chairman and the journalist Karl Herrer becoming the honorary role of Reich chairman. The following few months, which is, I, I think that I, I just thought of the office where it was Dwight being like, oh, the assistant to the <laughs> yeah, assistant general the manager, assistant to the regional manager, oh, yeah. <laughs> assistant yeah. to the regional yeah. manager. <laughs> uh, so he was the assistant to the regional manager of Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> the following few months saw the Nazi party increasingly becoming popular with Hitler's speeches attracting droves of people and members. He was able to arouse intense emotions of anger and hate in these crowds, which often led to horrifying acts of violence. Mm. Because of this, Hitler was sentenced to... So so this is like Trump inciting I'm, the riots on... I was just yeah. thinking that right now. I was like, wow. And the crazy part is, this fucker didn't get in trouble for it, which is... At least Hitler did. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just about to say, Hitler was sentenced to three months in prison in September of 1921. Uh, so it is kind of crazy that, uh, we've kind of, in, in some ways you guys are handling it worse than, than <laughs> that's, that's, I'm scared. That says uh, a lot about us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, not all of you, I guess. Oh, yeah. Half, half. <laughs> so he was, he was sentenced after found participating in a mob that assaulted a uh, rival politician. Upon his release, he and his former commanding officer, Captain Rom formed a private army that they called the 
name I refuse to pronounce, or the storm section, which also became known as the SA. So the SA, which we talked about last episode. Storm. So they're like stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and Hitler was Darth Vader, bro. It's all making sense. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Who's Palpatine? <Isn't> like- <laughs> oh damn, who is Palpatine? Is uh mm. probably Lenny. I don't know, August. but isn't but oh, yeah. <laughs> August, August is Palpatine, oh shit. Yeah, isn't Darth Vader in German like Dark Father or something like that? Maybe. I think Darth Vader I, I sure tra- translates to Dark Father. Is this a number That's is this interesting. is this number three for his theory? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what else does it say about it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought Star Wars was loosely based off of, if not, like, it was political parties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I wasn't sure if it was America or if it was World War One I, or World War II. I couldn't, I couldn't Oh, remember. actually, I don't know that part, but. Um, I could cool. be spewing. That could be my first conspiracy of the there night. You go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got dibs being Jar Jar Binks. Perfect. <laughs> You will be largely hated by the community. <laughs> yes, I will be hating. <laughs> so the essay was made up of former members of the German right wing Freight Corps and was led by a former Air Force pilot named Hermann Goring and was responsible for protecting Hitler from attacks by his enemies and tractors. They were also instructed to wreak havoc upon meetings and rallies held by the Nazi Party's political opponents which often end up in violence. But the right-wing government of Bavaria turned a blind eye to the violence that the Nazi party displayed, mainly because their hostilities were always directed towards socialists and communists. So again, disproving the, pro- the, 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 the <laughs> theory that they were socialists. The national government in Berlin was a different story, though. As news of the Nazi party spread outside of Bavaria, they enacted a decree called the Law for Protection of the Republic. But this didn't phase Hitler, who proceeded to organize a rally which more than 40,000 people attended. During this meeting, he called for the overthrow of the national government, as well as the execution of its leaders. Ah, yeah. (laughs) This is getting good. (laughs) Yeah. And when they stormed the Capitol building, they were trying to kill people, weren't they? Yes. Or was that just theorized? I mean, they were trying to fuck up Mike Pence, I heard. I could have sworn... (laughs) Yeah, right <laughs> talk about cannibalism of your own party like i don't understand right? i could have sworn aoc came out and said that someone was have want someone wanted her dead oh I forgot who yeah it was. but she's a socialist patrick you can't believe her <laughs> <laughs> right it was cancun ted all right oh it was ted it was yeah. ted cancun ted Fucking, that's zodiac yeah. killer man <laughs> zodiac yeah killer. Oh, I want to talk about Cancun, Ted, because you're from Texas, but I feel we'll go off on a whole other tangent. Fuck fuck that guy. All right, we'll leave it at that. That's a perfect summary. Yes. (laughs) Despite these alarming statements, his audience was enraptured. One of them was a very wealthy and well-educated man from Berlin named Kurt Ludwig, who recalled that, quote, I studied this slight pale man, his brown hair parted on one side, and falling again and again over his sweating brow, threatening and beseeching with small pleading hands and flaming steely blue eyes. He had that look of a frantic. Presently, my critical faulty was swept away. He was holding the masses and me with them, under a hypnotic spell by the sheer force of his conviction. End quote. I love the small hands. (laughs) I was going to say, small hands, 
and the uh, hair parted on one side. Steel blue eyes. Steel blue eyes. Dude, this guy oh was in God. love. <laughs> Woo. We are hitting all kinds of, we're in the matrix now, I think. He said small um, hands. Why do you have to put that? Like, I don't know. Hands. Damn, why gotta be so observant? Shit. <laughs> It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I think he was trying to paint the picture that Hitler didn't seem so uh, dainty. Yeah, he seemed dainty. You know, he yeah. had small hands and <laughs> this dude, blue eyes. This dude sounds like he's starting his uh, Hitler's OnlyFans account. Shit. <laughs> it's like, check out my boy Hitler's dainty small hands. <laughs> Subscribe now, OnlyFans. Five dollars, <laughs> and you get to see everything. Yes, nine nine dollars. <laughs> oh god damn! Ten <laughs> points for Gryffindor. Yes, sir. Nine points. Nine. Nine. <laughs> damn. Damn it! Dwayne Wade gave that a nine. <laughs> oh, oh shit. This might be the longest episode yet. (laughs) (laughs) The day after Hitler's speech, Ludwig joined the Nazi party, where he became one of the most important fundraisers. The ranks of the Nazis were filled with individuals like Lundick, Lundick, whatever his name is, Lundick, whose anger and frustration (laughs) at the circumstance... (laughs) I thought you were going to slip it says, and the circumcised... Shit, it was right there. Very. <laughs> oh, we're so mature. All right. With individuals like Lundwig, <laughs> whose anger and frustration at the circumstance that Germany was in were intensified by Hitler's passionate orator. They saw in him a man dedicated to improving their lives, even if it meant making drastic and controversial suggestions. As the ideologies of the Nazi party spread, its leaders began to take an even more aggressive approach towards their goals of German reunification and the dominance of the Aryan master race. For instance, they attempted to overthrow the Weimar Republic through a military coup that involved their followers marching to Berlin to seize power from the national government. On November 8, 1923, Hitler marched into a beer hall in Munich, where the state commissioner of Bavaria, Gustav von Kara, was giving a speech at the time. There, Hitler declared a national revolution that would abolish the Weimar Republic which was despised and widely regarded as weak. However, this attempt at a coup d'etat was quickly extinguished by the armed police, who proceeded to arrest and charge Hitler with treason. For this, he was sentenced to five year, a five-year jail term, although he ultimately only served nine months. It was during this time that he wrote his autobiographical memoir, Mein Kampf, which contained a chilling outline of his political ideas and belief system, as well as more Nazi propaganda. According to historians... Hitler's lenient sentence was due to how he managed to turn his trial into a political rally. Rather than being seen as a violent, dangerous instigator, he instead came off as a radical orator who was merely looking out for Germany's best interest. This, combined with the public's deep dislike for the Weimar Republic, meant Hitler was perceived as a martyr, being picked on by the national government, which was an image that won him, along with the National Party, many supporters. So it actually kind of backfired. Um... The coup may not have worked physically, but in the minds of many Germans, it worked in swaying them over to the Nazi party. Yeah, yeah. With Hitler's imprisonment and the publication of Mein Kampf, membership in the Nazi party skyrocketed. Among those who joined it was a man from Munich named Heinrich Himmler. 
whom history would one day refer to as the evil genius of the Third Reich. So I think everyone knows Heinrich Himmler. Uh, Not a nice guy. (laughs) His fanatical nationalism and the deep loathing that he had towards the Jews impressed the rest of the party members, even the chairman himself. Because of this, Heimler was chosen to lead Hitler's personal bodyguard, the Schultz, the Schutz, Schutz Staflin, or the SS. Um, I have a hard time pronouncing German names, which is <laughs> hard for me to admit because my last name is German. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's spelled the same as a lot of these, which is scary. <laughs> I don't like it. Like they all have the SCH, which is my last name, Shell, Shell? you know, S C H E L L. Yeah. It's. <laughs> And I am just having a tough time, but that's fine because they were shit. So they were shitty people. (laughs) But Hitler's ideologies and his passionate oratory weren't the only things that drew people into the Nazi party. At the time, the economy of Germany was in shambles, with many forced to live in impoverished conditions. This was exacerbated by the Wall Street crash in October 1929, which saw the United States recalling loans made by European countries in a bid to sustain its own people. Unfortunately, Germany had been relying on investments from the United States to stabilize its economy. When this flow of money dried up, it caused millions of Germans to lose their jobs overnight, which threw the majority of the population further into poverty. Fucking Wall Street. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of all the, like, I, and I know that we're on this comparing Comparison. what's happening now to yeah. what's happening. Like, it's crazy how Wall Street now is like a big it's, thing. Like, it's, it's crazy that. I mean, it's not necessarily crashing, but no, it's in the news. It's going to. It's going to. (laughs) Yeah, the stonks will go down. I'm sorry to tell you guys. Sorry, we're not going to the moon, guys. We're going to the Earth's core. (laughs) Uh, And we got first class tickets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll see Hitler. (laughs) He's down there somewhere. Yeah, he's down there somewhere. (laughs) Keeping a space for all of us. He's he's taking over. Like the devil was like. The devil works this is under yours him now. Yeah, yeah. No, the devil like, works under him. He took over. He's like, damn. The devil's probably like, holy shit, you're making a lot of good points. <laughs> yeah, it, it is crazy. Like the connections to to nowadays, and it is true. History does repeat itself. And yeah, it's, it's kind of scary if we don't stop things where it could go. Like this is kind of a a red herring. There's a lot of red herrings right yeah. now. <laughs> in, this, oh. in this case, is an orange herring. So it's, it's like, an orange herring. <laughs> Feeling humiliated, and, uh, humiliated, defeated, frustrated, and hungry, many turned against the Jews, whose businesses had survived the onslaught of the Great Depression. The perception of outsiders flourishing in Germany, while Germans themselves tried not to starve to death, fueled their <laughs> anger even more and spurred them to join the ranks of the Nazi party. This growing support for the Nazis was proven by the fact that in 1930, they managed to score a whopping 107 seats in Parliament. A far cry from the 14 positions that they had secured during the election only six years prior. With that, Hitler became the leader of the second largest political party in Germany. This position gave him untold levels of power, which he used to argue against parliamentary democracy. Instead, he pushed for a single-minded government with a strong mandate, claiming that this would be the only way to escape the economic depression and bring the country back to its former glory. Make Germany Germany great great again. again. Holy (laughs) shit. Where's the merch? Should I start selling merch? Yeah. Make Germany. No, no, no. no. Red red hats and everything. Holy shit. Sounds about right. MGGA. Uh, 
I'm glad you guys are here to make this lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> this argument proved to be successful. Although what really consolidated Hitler's power was the display of aggression and violence that the Nazis displayed in the years that followed their dominance in the 1930 elections. For instance, a horde of them assaulted 57 members of the German Communist Party in Reichstag. Well, the SA carried out frequent attacks against socialists and communists. Their actions were fully supported by Hitler, who by then was no longer attempting to hide his extremist views. This spurred several of the country's most well-known industrialists to fear an uprising, one that was echoed by the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia. Fearing for their safety and their wealth, they petitioned the aging president of Germany, Paul von Hindenburg, to give in to the Nazi party's demands. Despite his reluctance, Von Hindenburg granted their request, and in 1933, Hitler became the Chancellor of Germany. Now, do you know, do you know which products and services won't demand Hitler become the Chancellor of Germany? My God. <laughs> the ones that support this podcast. <laughs> we are on a roll. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. The plugs are amazing. <laughs> what a segue. Yeah, they only get better and better, or worse and worse, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, I guess if you're the sponsors, worse and worse. <laughs> well, the sponsors probably be like, Josh, this is your last chancellor for this, to make this right. Can we get a better plug, please? They're like, we know you were advocating us to not make Hitler the chancellor, but... You know, it's still association. Yeah. Did oh. I just hear you say make Germany great again? That's like, that is and, a... and talk about merch. Uh, like, That's super yeah. sus. Oh, I, man. Yeah. Like, we're glad you didn't put us in the abortion discussion, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Someday we'll get there. You we'll gotta, get there with a good plug. So you got to make an August merch, though. <laughs> that would be dope. Now you got Fred, Fred and August. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. Okay. Just, I don't have Fred merch yet. So. Oh, see? Yeah. That's how come it with Fred and uh, Have Fred and hanging August. out with August playing the viola. <laughs> Maybe we'll make a shirt called the viola, the shittiest instrument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you say like the, the instrument that started the war. <laughs> <laughs> the instrument that started World War II, and it's just a picture of a viola. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> the instrument of like, war. The, yeah, what the fuck? What did you oh, shirt damn. about? The, the posters make itself. I, I love <laughs> hey, this is starting to sound like propaganda that we're throwing out, though. Like, <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe posters is not the best idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll start with like a nice tote bag and work our way to posters. <laughs> tote, totes are good. White people love tote. Tote bags. They do. <laughs> they throw everything in that shit. Exactly. <laughs> Today's episode is presented by Skin Store. For over 20 years, the Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, hair care, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, the Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetic, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Ulta MD, New Face, Ola Plex, and more all in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, the Skin Store is offering our listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code POD. That's code P-O-D for 20% off your next purchase at skinstore.com slash pod.list. Skin Store, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusions apply. Exclusions apply. 
the Nazis launched a wave of unchecked terror across the European continent. Aided by the loyal SA and SS, who were used to subjugate political opponents and anyone deemed to be an enemy of the party. The SS in particular played a critical role during the Second World War. As the self-proclaimed political soldier of the Nazi party, their responsibilities were vast, encompassing nearly all the state operations. <coughs> Ice. <coughs> <laughs> For instance, the Align SS, or the General SS, took care of the police force, both foreign and domestic espionage and racial matters. It was this division that oversaw the Gestapo, Germany's feared secret police who were tasked with rounding up Jews and those that the Nazis deemed to be undesirable or inferior to them. On the other hand, the Waffen-SS, or armed SS, were the elite combat troops who fought alongside the regular German armed forces. They were also known as fighters fanatical to the Nazi party. It's, holy shit, that word is long. Germany is a ridiculous language. <laughs> Toten, Totenkopfiver band. That's all one word. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, if you know how to pronounce it, you know, let Just me know. Just say tote bag. It's tote bag subdivision <laughs> or the Death's Hands Battalion. Jesus. Uh, we're also the ones administering Germany's massive network of concentration camps where they carried out a systematic genocide of the Jewish race. This particular group included men like Rudolf Haas, the longest-serving commandment of the Auschwitz concentration and extermination camps. During the Nuremberg trial in 1946, Haas sent shockwaves throughout the entire courtroom when he wrote the affidavit that, quote, I commanded Auschwitz until the 1st of December 1943 and it estimated that at least 2,500,000 victims were executed and exterminated there by gassing and burning, and at least another half a million succumbed to starvation and disease, making a total of 3 million dead. This figure represents about 70% or 80% of all persons sent to Auschwitz as prisoners, the remaining having been selected and used for slave labor in the concentration camp industry. End quote. When the prosecution accused him of murdering more than three million people, Haas chillingly replied that he had only been responsible for two and a half million, as the rest had died from either disease or starvation. Which is crazy that he was like only yeah he was two and a half million. That's a yeah like oh my, what yeah are you downplaying it? Like I don't understand. One is too many. Like Jesus Christ. Uh, absolutely yeah. <laughs> like we have whole documentaries on people who kill one person right yeah this right. guy killed two and a half million people it's unfathomable like it's just, it's just a, it's a crazy number to wrap your head around like less people have died from corona so far yeah i mean that's not demeaning corona but uh like you know what i'm trying to say right. <laughs> it's a terrible i'm doing terribly right now i'm, I'm floundering uh, i will just continue on <laughs> in the end he was hanged on april 16th hey my birthday 1947 on a makeshift gallow constructed next to the crematorium of the former Auschwitz concentration camp, they should have they should have put him in one of in one of the gas chamber, uh, gas chamber, or <laughs> right. or burn him. You know what I mean? I uh, uh, yeah, I yeah, he definitely deserves way worse than what he got. He yeah. he deserves. They should have just put him in the middle of Germany, uh, Germany, right. invited all the Jewish people who had been uh, oh. torn from their homes, placed them in the uh, placed him in the middle of them, and just let them beat him to death. Yo, that would. <laughs> that would be poetic justice right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then like 
It'd be like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, obviously that's that's a stretch, but, uh, and, and violent, but. No, nah, like, it shouldn't be. Like, he took out the human aspect of what he did to those millions of people. Like, he deserves nothing yeah. less. Yeah, it's Jesus Christ. Yeah. I guess the counter to that would be, if we stoop to that level, then we're no better than them. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, fuck them. Yeah, you know true. What I mean? <laughs> right. Like, I'll stoop, I'll stoop for a second, you know? <laughs> <laughs> counterpoint <laughs> fuck them <laughs> but it's like you, you can kind of justify that like you know for for like those mass murderers you give them like the electric yeah. chair or or the lethal injection but i mean at the most i mean i'm not downplaying any of that either i mean at the most what, what's like the most prolific serial killer probably killed like 130 people at the most something like that who yeah i don't i don't, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know i'm just i don't know who it is but <laughs> Yeah, hundreds yeah, yeah. is nothing compared to like millions. Right. That is just yeah. nuts. And, and I mean, as, as you said before, one is too many like too more many. like yeah. it's too many is too. It, and it's crazy that it got to that level. Uh, but the contempt and, and hatred and brainwashing it took it to that place, which is again, and I keep hammering this point home, something that we should be checked in social media and, and, and current political landscapes. Otherwise, it might end up happening. And it is happening in China right now, which I have completely glossed over. And and yeah, like those are actual concentration camps. It's like, how the fuck do we get back around to this? Like, how do we let it happen later? again? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And why is nothing happening about that? That's another topic, though. Maybe we'll go. We'll do we'll do a whole dictatorship of China someday. And I'll never be allowed in China. <laughs> The SS and the Nazi party in general were filled with men like Haas, who was so entrenched in their ideologies that the death of millions of innocent people were callously written off as necessary to achieve their goals. In their quest for a unification of Germany and a dominant Aryan race, they wiped off generations of families and almost exterminated an entire race. And unfortunately, the defeat of the Axis powers in World War II suicide of Adolf Hitler and the Nuremberg trials weren't enough to completely eradicate the ideas that the Nazis espoused. These remain alive and well today, causing horrifying acts of aggression, discrimination, violence, and even terrorism across the world. That is the end of Hitler and the Nazi party. We made it. Oh my God. We made it. <laughs> I would like to, and I, and I ended off with the warning. It is still a prominent idea. We may have killed off the members, but the ideologies still remain. Absolutely. And I mean, especially now with the abuse of Asian people around the world is, is ridiculous. I don't understand when we will come to a point where we're like, we stop seeing each other as races and we just see each other as people equals. Like, yeah. Well, well, how is that hard? How is that hard to do? Absolutely. That's so crazy and, and, that you bring that up because I have a seven year old nephew and he's going to school. And I asked mm. him when the new school year started, I asked him, I was like, oh, who's your friend? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And he says like, whatever, some name. I'm like, oh, what is he? You know, like, I'm like, oh, what is he? Yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, he's human. And I was like, yeah, you're right, you know? Wow. Yeah. And I'm, uh, but then I ask him, I'm like, what are you? And he's like, oh, I'm Filipino. He doesn't, he still doesn't get other races, you know? Other and races. I'm, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, yeah. he's just, he's human. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but which is yeah, like, it, you know, like a kid can understand that. Why can't grown adults get to that point which shows that it's like a societal thing that's yeah uh, it's taught yeah exactly the hatred is taught yeah because you can put kids in a room with any other kid and they will play with that kid yeah they might fight and argue but they're not going to fight and over argue a toy. over they will, yeah. Well, yeah exactly over a toy they're not going to fight and argue over race yeah. Or, yeah. or 
uh, who's superior to the other. They're just going to be like, hey, I was playing with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We should take that from kids, I think. Right, for sure. <laughs> Nothing else. They're idiots otherwise. But. <laughs> <laughs> Little brats. <laughs> and, but I think there's there's also more into it than, than you know, like just acknowledging the fact that people are kind of idiotic when it comes to seeing color or seeing all that. But I think in a, in a, in a larger scheme of things, and I, I think a social economic reform is necessary as well, because you're right. Some people might look down on others because of their their status in life like hey you're middle class meanwhile i'm a broker for like wall street like i'm gonna look down on you because you're not in my same level so therefore i don't have that respect for you and i think that's when literally shit rolls downhill and i i I think there's just so much more things factoring why we can't just respect each other as people for who we are yeah and i i I like how you bring up class because i think if we were to look at how we are divided, like race should be one of the last things on the list. It should Absolutely. it should be bottom of the list. Like we're just people, but the middle class and the lower like lower class should definitely be in unison right. and agree. Like fuck the the um, the, elite, like the upper the class, like the, yeah. the one percent. Yeah, yeah, because they're the ones <laughs> fucking you over and manipulating True. you into hating the other races. Like yeah. like they're the ones lobbying for for systemic systems that keep other races down yeah and i don't i don't don't understand and this is what bothers me every day i'm a huge food guy okay and and as (laughs) when it comes to like diversity and and other cultures and all that it would be so boring to just have one yeah quote-unquote master race when you can go fly down to cancun like mr ted (laughs) over here grab you some freaking amazing like tacos or birria or go to india and have some (laughs) You know, curry, curry go yeah, to Japan, yeah. have some, you know, like all the sashimi and all yeah. that stuff. It's like, I, I just hope people understand that, like, the more diverse we are, the more things that we can ap- appreciate culturally and culture wise that people can mm. kind of borrow from each other and like expand on or borrow from. And just, we just got to learn how to. New, and sometimes make something new. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or sometimes like, you know, like the most uh, like fusion of things creates a the, better the world. The most amazing stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Asian fusion restaurants. Isn't that a thing? Yeah. 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 Like, thing. I, <laughs> like I love tacos with Korean barbecue. Like, holy shit. Like yeah. combining those two worlds together. Like, oh my God, I'm in Genius. heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something, but I forget what my point was. Damn it. <laughs> the white guy lost the point. Damn it. Um, <laughs> Now oh, no one's going to listen. <laughs> Fuck shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, but it's, it's what your seven-year-old nephew said. We're human and we're all humans. We're all in it together. If we fail, we all fail together. And if we succeed, we all succeed together yeah. is what we should start looking at it as. Well, uh, <laughs> are we... Are we that good we wrapped up the uh the political part of the conversation (laughs) yo this episode just went crazy yeah i mean i think it's great i think these conversations need to be had yeah yeah, for sure i I love promoting these ideas which is i mean and that's why i love having you guys on you guys have brilliant ideas and i doesn't always come through on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That is true. We we had we had one serious episode. It was about the whole capital riots and whatever. We like you know, turned it on and we were super serious for like 15 minutes. And then I'm sure the dummies were like, whoa, okay. What? Like, this Am I, can I change podcast? 
<laughs> Did I click next on accident? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think you guys have great points of view and, and I'm glad I could get you on this episode to promote some of those. And, and I hope even if you are a right winger listening to this going like those dumb socialists or whatever yeah. you're trying to <laughs> think of us, I hope you take at least a few of the ideas and, and at least consider some of the ideas we promoted. I know this is at the very end and you probably haven't gotten to this part, but if you have... Good for you. And I appreciate you at least hearing out the other side. Not even the other side. I think just the human side. Exactly. Like, nothing to do with policy. Just just care about other humans and hopefully they'll care about you. Now, to wrap that up, before we end the show today, I have a new segment that I don't know if you guys are aware of because you, <laughs> it started up in the new year. I think I noticed segment. You listened? Yep. After each cult, we do something called cult critique. Basically, my guests and I take a look at the cult we just discussed and give it a rating out of five stars, (laughs) as if you were rating something on Yelp. (laughs) And we give comments on why we gave that rating. (laughs) So it's completely arbitrary. You can give it a five star and say, shit cult, never go again. Or you can give it a zero, a zero star and be like, shit cult, never going there again. Whatever happens okay. to be your way right, of rating right. it. That's why the comments there, I felt the star system was just too arbitrary. <laughs> so are you guys ready to rate the Nazi party as well as Hitler, I guess? He's thrown in there. <laughs> you want to go first? No, nah, you can go first. I uh, just want to see-, see which way you're going. <laughs> I just got to give it a one star. <laughs> this cult huge <laughs> it's no good copycat of what i did i, I don't know i don't know how to copy his voice obviously i did it better part. Yeah. my people have done it more bigly than hitler one star and i didn't go to the jail biggest. for it oh yeah and yeah. i didn't he go to jail the- for it <laughs> Shit, I should have went first. Uh, Fuck. Yeah, damn. How are you going to follow that one up? I can't. Do a Hillary Clinton impression. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I did not sleep. <laughs> That's Bill, fool. Oh, you want Hillary? I just heard Clinton. What is it? It's a woman's history month and you pick Bill? Cancel Patrick. Cancel Patrick. It's, it's hey. me and John on the Dumbfound Dead podcast. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you can't get canceled if you're not big enough. <laughs> True enough. True enough. We got like three fans. <laughs> oh. Well, obviously, I'm going to give it a zero. This, I mean, this, like, cult wise, cult wise is a five. Like, if you were into cults and you were thinking of joining a cult, this was like, yo, it was a movement. But, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but for me, it's going to be a zero. It's just one of the worst cults. Quote and unquote, yeah. I guess po- political party, but quote unquote cults, yeah, yeah, one of the worst ones out there, and just crazy. Yeah, and I don't know where I go from here because I've kind of peaked with the Nazi party, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely hard to give the Nazis a five star review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys coming on again. I mean. Uh, Definitely, you know, those two weeks, hard two weeks we put in before coming back on this podcast. Oh, yeah, of course, man. Um, (laughs) And I know we did this last time, but uh, tell the Freds where they can listen to the Dumbfound Dead podcast. You want to? Patrick, you do do it this time. (laughs) Oh, shit. Put me on the spot. Uh, You guys can find, uh, you guys can find us on any platform. Just search up the Dumbfound Dead (laughs) podcast. We also have me, a website. Hey, no, no, let me do this shit. Oh, okay, now, okay, so you want me to do it, and then you tell me no, not to do no. it. No, no, you. You're killing it. Let me do You're it. You're making them feel inadequate. Come on, I got it. 
All right, you can find us wherever you find your pod. I know you just listen to us speak smartly, but we're really dumb at the Dumb Found Dead pod. <laughs> so you can find us wherever you find your podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that. Or you can check out our website. We're on the dumbfounddeadpod.com. And also subscribe on our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Well, we're not going to be on a video, but hit it right there. <laughs> oh, you've been practicing. Oh, I've been practicing. <laughs> hit it right there. I'll, th- I'll throw some links in the bio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, um, once again, Josh, uh, thanks for having us on again after two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely go give the Dumbfound Dead a listen. They're amazing to listen to. As I said, out of how many episodes you guys had now? 30. I think we're close to 30, a little over 30. Yeah, around 30, 30 episodes, 40 maybe when the t- by the time this comes out. You guys just fly through episodes. It's crazy. And in those 40 episodes, as they said, they have 15 minutes of clarity. So, <laughs> so just search for that nugget of clarity somewhere. <laughs> Download well, all the episodes and go through them. Exactly. I was going to say, well, you got to listen to all of them and find the clarity. And I'm gonna, it's like an Easter egg. Huh? And I'm going to tell you which one is which. <laughs> Thank you, Fred, for listening. And thank you, John and Patrick, for coming on today. We will see you guys next time. Laters. Peace.